How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good morning, and welcome to Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up on this week's show... An interview with Sarah Galvin and Mel Tillman from Almost Home. Welcome into Score Values on 670 The Score. I'm Sean Anderson, and today we are talking with two people from Almost Home, Sarah Galvin, the founder and executive director, and Mel Tillman, the board president of Almost Home. Hi, Sarah and Mel. Hello. Hello. Good to talk to you guys. This has been a, a long time in the making. I have been following your guys' work, and especially Sarah's, um, for a long time. I think my mom has been aware of Almost Home since 2016. You guys were founded in 2015. So, Sarah, for people who are unaware, um, how did you start Almost Home, and, and where did you get the idea? Oh, okay. So I'm going to try to make a super long story, (laughs) super short, but it goes all the way back to when I was about 17. I had a super vivid dream that I was going to grow to work with the local homeless population and that it it was to be called Almost Home, right? But at the time, I thought it was just a dream. It didn't mean anything, but there was something to it. And as the years went on, you know, that, that, that dream, that thought, that idea always followed me. But um, I had my my son right out of high school, and I had to get a second job, and I met my future husband right away, and so life got in the way of that dream, right? Um, so we went on to have, my husband and I, we went on to have a couple more kids, and then when I was on maternity leave with my, with my fifth one, um, I was suddenly let go from the job that I was at for quite a few years. I was working with adults with disabilities, and absolutely love my job and I had gone back to school and I was trying to move up in the ranks and so the job loss was you know out of nowhere and it just devastated me and then just a couple weeks after that my husband was laid off of his job from 10 years Um, so we went pretty much from barely making ends meet to having zero income Um, and so with five kids to take care of that's a terrifying experience, right? 
So at that time, after my husband lost his job, then, you know, I was having a really hard time finding work, as was he. And so we were getting pretty desperate for money. And so we started garbage picking as a family. And every every night, you know, after dinner time, when people would typically put out their garbage, we would all climb into his his truck and we would go to all the the best towns who had the best garbage, right? And we would pick through their stuff and put it in the truck and come home and unload our treasures. And we did that night after night. And I would clean things and my husband would fix things. And then on Sundays, we'd go together as a family and sell sell other people's garbage. And we would make enough to, you know, sometimes keep the lights on and sometimes feed our children. And I'm so grateful that... You know, we were able to do that, but it was it was very, very hard. And so we did that for close to a year. And then um, then things just got too too tough and too far behind. You know, once you fall behind, it's 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 so difficult to catch up, you know. And so we were going to be asked to leave our home and we started to sell all of our belongings, our, our furniture and my husband's tools and toys and clothes. And we pawned our, our wedding rings and, and everything. And one of the last days we were going to be there, then I went to go check the mail. And inside the mailbox was, um, there was a money order addressed to me. And there was enough on that money order, not only to save our house, but to turn the lights back on and the gas back on and, the water back on and to fill our cabinets with food and, you know, put gas in the car and everything. And I, I don't know who did it to this day. I don't know who did it, but I was so unbelievably grateful and thankful that that happened. So I promised my husband, I promised my children, I promised myself, I promised God that one day I was going to do whatever I I could to pay it forward to as many people as humanly possible. Yeah, that is a, a true miracle right there, Sarah. And I, I, we're, take, we're speaking to Sarah Galvin and Mel Tillman of Almost Home. And, and Sarah, you mentioned that the name stuck with you uh, a lot. What, it, what about yeah. the name has stuck with you? And then also, how did you go from getting that money order uh, to starting Almost Home? So it just when I had that dream, that was the name that was given to me, and I didn't feel like it was my place to question it at all. And it just absolutely seemed to fit, you know. But, you know, at this time, you know, Almost Home was still always on my mind, but still is just an idea. But after our home was saved and things were, you know, looking a little brighter again, I started a home improvement company for my husband, which has been successful since day one. He he no longer is without work. We no longer have to worry about money. He makes double, sometimes triple what he used to make. And I'm, I'm so thankful for that. And after I got him started, I started to work on me a little bit more. You know, I had reached what I would think is my lowest point, um, my rock bottom point. And, and when I got down there, I've always had a, a strong faith um, but when I, when I reached that rock bottom, there was no place for me to look but up. And that's when I really started to develop a, a relationship with God. And, you know, I, I started going to church. I got baptized. I had joined a Christian women's book club and I was really, really concentrating on me. 
And then it was March, March 14th of 2015. And I was at the intersection of 87th and Cicero and I was stuck at the red light there. And I happened to glance around and I noticed that not one, not two, not three, but four, four grown men were standing on every corner there with their cardboard signs. And my heart felt so full of compassion for these men. And I clearly, clear as day, heard the Holy Spirit whisper into my right ear. He said, almost home. It's time to begin our work. So I, I went home and I, I Googled how to start a nonprofit organization. And I got started on that the very next day. That is incredible stuff. We are speaking with Sarah Galvin, the founder and executive director of Almost Home. And also on the line is Mel Tillman, the board president of Almost Home. And Mel, I know you're a recent addition to the Almost Home family. And hearing a story like that, uh, at least personally for me, like Sarah, it makes me want to run through a wall for Sarah and join Almost Home right now. So what about it uh, outside of Sarah's fantastic story uh, drew you to uh, Almost Home? Yeah, um, ironically, my story doesn't really differ that much from Sarah's in the sense that um, a lot of obstacles were placed in my way along um, my time of becoming an adult, and I experienced homelessness. I experienced food insecurity. I had, thankfully, I was blessed with a lot of people around me that made sure I didn't maybe fall too deep if you will. Um, but I, uh, a few years ago, um, I decided similarly, I wanted to help the people that essentially I had been prevented from becoming. And I wanted to let them know that they weren't invisible and that we see them and people do care about them. And um, I started doing that and it was slow, really slow going. And then um, I heard about Sarah. Um, it, literally, I live in her service area. She was servicing people that I was trying to service, and um, she was doing it significantly better than I was. Um, so I started following her journey and her story and, um, you know, just basically saying if, if she needs something, I'm going to try to, um, you know, support, donate, volunteer, et cetera. And um, it just so happened Um Still, similarly to Sarah's story, I found myself out of work in February of this year and um, decided that if I wasn't going to be able to make money to support my family and um, my wife was going to have to kind of kick it in gear to do that, then at a minimum, I was going to, um, you know, follow my heart and jump in. Really, it kind of worked out perfectly. I just jumped in with Almost Home and what do we got to do? What are we trying to do? Where are we trying to go? And I believe so strongly in what Sarah does here um, that, you know, that I just kind of like, that's what I want to do. I want to make sure everybody we want to help, we're capable of helping. That it sounds like you guys are a match made in heaven, not to be too corny with the, with, with all that stuff. But you know, you guys, you guys do have such a similar story. And, and you talk about the uh, the area service, Mel. What is your area service, and 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 what areas can people look for you guys in? Sure. Um, so I'm going to look at Sarah while I'm giving this list, but um, so, I, yeah, go ahead. Sarah. I'll interrupt here just because it gets a little tricky. So we usually encompass Oak Lawn and then the immediate surrounding area. So that's like your Burbank, Bridgeview, Chicago Ridge, Worth, uh, Evergreen Park, 
hometown. Um, so we try to kind of just stick to that. But I also, I also firmly believe that everyone needs help sometimes, right? Like that's a fact. And so the rules are meant to be broken. We can bend them every once in a while, not always, but every once in a while. And when people come to us, not in our service area, if we can't help them, then we at least try to find someone who can. We are speaking with Sarah Galvin and Mel Toman, the founder and board president of Almost Home. And yes, uh, Oaklawn is a place that I grew up in, and, and I know that there's spots that homeless people you know stick out at, and I know there's some people where they find shelter. But when when you look at Oaklawn and, and the area that you guys are from, is it shocking that, or do you think people and residents of Oaklawn would be shocked at the number of homeless people in this area? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, homeless, and and I really do bucket um, homeless. Uh, unsheltered, food insecure, basically somebody without the basic necessities, yes, 100%, you would be floored at how many families and people are experiencing these things. Do you guys have an estimate of how many people you guys have helped, or at least like this year, how how many people that you guys have encountered? Yeah, it's actually um, funny. One of the things that I want to make sure we have um, now that I'm a part of Almost Home is I have a number. I like to look at that data. Um, We know it's thousands thousands and thousands of individuals and families from all these different, I'm going to call them programs that almost home offers. Um, but just food insecurity. Um, I can just tell you from a couple hours of sitting here at the, the Oakland almost home office, um, you see numerous people pulling up and accessing the blessing box that happens to be located right outside the window here. Wow. And, and I do want to talk about some of these programs. Almost Home is, you can find them uh, at Almost Home uh, on Facebook, also almosthomechicago.com. I want to talk about some of those programs. Uh, you, Mel, I'll go to you first. Uh, you mentioned the blessing boxes. W- what are the blessing boxes? Sure. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite um, programs that Sarah um, has thought up here, um, food insecurity. It's really close to my heart. Um, I know more than just unsheltered and homeless individuals suffer from food insecurity, full-on families. Um, So Blessings Boxes um, are located um, throughout our service area. Uh, Currently, we have four in operation. We have one in Hometown, one in Chicago Ridge at the Chicago Ridge Public Library. Um, We have one here at Alive Church um, in Oakland, where the Almost Home Office is. We have one in Hometown, which is at Sarah, the founder's. That's her home. That's the original blessing box. And we have an out-of-commission blessing box um, that is getting repaired at um, around 100th and Central at a church. Right. And then we have one more at 94th and Holman in Evergreen Park. Yes. And so those boxes are um, essentially food pantries. 24-hour. Yeah, 24-hour food pantries that are stocked um, with food, non-perishables, that we seek the communities to help us maintain. So um, we put up, you know, what dates we need those filled and checked, and they're done a couple times throughout the week. Um, We have volunteers that go out, get all the non-perishables that we ask to be put in there. We have, of course, some rules of things that shouldn't go in there, right? It's it's outside. It's in the elements. It's non-refrigerated, et cetera. But um, the non-perishables that are in there um, are emergency supply food for people who need it in those communities and communities around them. And Sarah, how did you come up with the idea of blessing boxes when you put the first one outside of your house? Um, Honestly, I didn't come up with the idea when we were struggling um, and we had to use the food pantries because 
you know, my family didn't qualify for food stamps, right? So we had to rely on the food pantries. And I found it incredibly difficult to do so. You have to live, certain ones have certain rules, right? So some of them you have to live in that city. Some of them you can only visit once a month. Some of them, uh, um, you are just the days and times didn't work out just so many rules and I thought well my gosh you know one day yeah one day I'm going to make this a little easier for people I just don't know how to do that and then I had seen a, a post on Facebook about a blessings box and I thought this is it this is exactly what's needed right so I showed it to my husband and I had him make us one and it was immediately successful. If you sit for any length of time at any one of the boxes and watch them, it is amazing to see how many people come and and take the food, but how many people come and give the food. Yep. Yep. Um, so they're just 24 hours of operation. It's based on the honor system. Um, you know, and it just worked out beautifully. So after my first one, went to another church, you know, and so on and so forth. So right now we have five, the ones out of commission getting rebuilt, but we're in the process of putting up another two, hopefully, and uh, just continues to grow. It's a great program. Mm -hmm. It is a great program. Mm -hmm. And and something also, before we get to the other programs that you have, uh, you mentioned that you see so many people giving to the blessing boxes. And I, and I've noticed on Facebook, your extremely active communicate uh, community there um, at almost home Chicago on Facebook. What is it like Ben to build up this community and Mel for you? What is it like to been, be able to you know join this family and start interacting with the community that has been built? Okay. So um, I can go first. It is, it's a gift. Um, like truly, I, I, I don't, necessarily cookie cutter fit in with um, the entire community that that has likely fallen in love with Sarah and her mission. And, um, you know, just to bring it back to Sarah's heart is huge. And I knew that she would, um, you know, welcome my assistance with open arms. And and now I, I have been even more blessed to experience the entire community welcoming me welcoming me with um, open arms. And um, it's one of the things that has always, I think, felt really special about Almost Home is how how much of it is a community-based organization, right? Like Sarah has, has the vision and the faith that we're going to get it all done, but everybody is a part of it. Absolutely. Um, there's no way that I could have accomplished any of this on my own, right? It's just too much. And so... When I first started, you know, people thought I was crazy, but <laughs> nonetheless, I persisted. And little by little, um, as we started to grow, I think other people came on board because I believe honesty is the best policy. You know, I never hide anything. If, if we need to come together to raise funds for a specific person, for a specific need, I can't give too much details because private, right? But I found that the more details you give, the more people are willing to share. So ahead of time, I make sure that it's okay with the the recipients. And I tell just a little bit of the story or what I can share. And then, and then, you know, we have X amount of funds set aside per day that we can spend. But once we reach that amount, then we turn to the community for help. So like, let's just say we were raising for you, right? And so we would put a little bit of part of your story, and then this is our goal. Our goal is $500 for 
uh, helping you to prevent your car from being repossessed, right? And so we put that kind of as our goal amount, and then people will give. Somebody will give $5, $10, $50, and so on. And so as this goes on, I update it with, okay, now we're at 150 now we're at 220 now we're at 340 And so people love to see that, and then they love to be like the last one to give that final final gift in the end and then yeah get us get us to the finish line and then yeah we reached our goal and then we let everyone know you know thank you so much we did it and then a lot of people will still get for the next in line and the next in line and then we can help 20 30 more people without having to raise but then we reach that x and now we're raising again and it's just an ongoing circle it's a circle of love yeah i i really want to emphasize that so this this um, community corral, if you will, um, when we need things, I don't see that um, in a lot of other organizations um, or as consistently to see as the same people constantly helping. There's people that probably take on a personal responsibility of the blessing box they go to, you know, um, that, that, that only happens when somebody truly cares. Right. If they can't give money, they share, they like, they, they spread the story yeah. like that is what's special about almost, almost home. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's what stuck out on your Facebook page. Just the, the not yeah. only the fact that the amount of comments, but the same people like you can go to January and the same people are still commenting. Um, it's it's yeah. it's incredible. Um, I have two more questions for you guys. And this is Sarah Galvin and Mel Tillman, two incredible people working for Almost Home. I, I want to ask, uh, first off, what programs outside of the blessing boxes do you offer? Mel, I'll, I'll ask that to you. Um, I, I know Sarah mentioned AA meetings. You guys have worship under the bridge. Uh, what else do you guys have uh, currently going on? So uh, we have our pending meal program, which um, we have in conjunction with the Beggar's Pizza location in Oakland and 102nd and Central. So a person can go in or call Beggar's and you can prepay for someone's meal. And then that turns into a little voucher that we give then to the families and individuals that we work with and to our friends on the street. So at any time they can go over to Beggar's and they can pick up a hot meal. It's really awesome. So we have that going on. Uh, we had other restaurants in the past, but some, you know, decided that they didn't want to participate anymore. A couple of them closed down when the pandemic hit and such. So now that things are getting a little safer out there, we're going to try to get a couple more restaurants to join us again. But uh, we also have our Walk With Me Street Ministry. And that's kind of something that I do solo, but that's, that's really me being the boots on the ground and finding our friends, um, our unsheltered friends. Um, and that's just giving like super simple first aid, that's providing meals, <clears throat> that's providing clothing, or um, in the extreme weather conditions, we provide um, motel stays. That's developing relationships with people so that when there is a need, they feel comfortable enough to reach out when they're ready for those who do use, when they're, when they're ready um, for that ride to detox or to rehab, then they know that they can give us a call at any time and we will do whatever we can to get them where it is that they need to be. Patty, Patty Ellison, she's our drug outreach specialist and she does a lot of training with Narcan naloxone. That's what's used to save a life in the event of a drug overdose. Um, 
we do a lot of classes and one-on-one um, sit-downs with families who are in the middle of crisis. Our loaves and fishes closet. So we have one here at a live church. It's catered to our needs, which is uh, household items and additional food items. And then we also have one at the Guild House in Blue Island. A lot of the guys that end up at the Guild House, they go literally with the clothes on their back. So this closet is catered to them. So it's it's new sheets and it's a new pillow and it's it's new underwear and socks and t-shirts and it's a new toothbrush and everything you need when you're just starting over, right? And then we also have a loaves and fishes closet at Christ Hospital's new detox department. Again, when you go to detox, you're pretty much going with your body, right? And nothing else. So it's comfortable clothes, pajamas and jogging pants and it's toiletries and it's comfortable slippers and blankets and notebooks and things things that you need to get you through that tough time. Uh, we also have a loaves and fishes closet at Chicago Ridge Nursing Home uh, that's catered to their needs, right? So their needs are, you know, uh, the people there, they really like their crosswords crossword puzzles and their word searches and they like their, they need batteries and, and they like their um, uh, homemade afghans and that kind of thing, right? So we have our loaves and fishes and then we don't do the AA meetings, but we help sponsor them here at a live church. Those take place every Saturday at 3 p.m. They are open meetings and all are welcome and wanted. Come as you are and just Help spread the word. You never know who might need a meeting. Starting May 1st, we will have our worship service under the bridge. And that's literally just what it sounds like. We all meet together under the bridge in Chicago Ridge um, at the cross of Ridgeland and Southwest Highway. So at 530, we gather. All are welcome again. All are welcome. Just come as you are, um, whether whether you're a friend experiencing homelessness or a, or a sheltered friend. Everyone's welcome. And bring your family, bring your neighbor. We have like a 20, 25-minute message, and then we have food. Uh, our friends at Beggars deliver pizzas to us right there at the bridge. We stay for dinner, and then we stay for fellowship. We have Serious games of Uno, <laughs> and something new this year will be uh, we'll be offering baptisms at service as well. That's all amazing stuff. And the final question I have uh, to ask you guys is: How do people get in touch with you? What, what's the best way to get in touch with Almost Home? I can give you our phone number. That is seven zero eight seven eight nine two nine one one. You can find us on Facebook. Send us a message there. Uh, if you go to our website at almosthomechicago.org, you can check out everything that we just talked about and more there. There's a link to email us there. Um, we're pretty easy to get in touch with. might take a day or two to get back to you, but we're here. <laughs> and yes, that is almosthomechicago.org. I think I said com earlier. And you guys, of course, yeah. are an organization, yeah. so I should have known that. Um, but that, that is Sarah Galvin and Mel Toman. Both of you, thank you so much for your time, and you guys do amazing work. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thank you. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about on a future edition of our show, or if you'd like to share information about an upcoming charitable event, send us an email at scorevalues670 at gmail.com. That's scorevalues670 
670 at gmail.com. I'm Sean Anderson, and thanks for listening to this week's edition of Score Values on 670 The Score. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.